Greetings, fellow travelers. Welcome to my deep dive series, where I, MS Arthedian, dive into alternative tabletop role-playing games much like Reborn in Power, and what sets them apart from the TTRPG behemoth, Dungeons and Dragons. This series is an exploration into systems and settings that make up epic stories to be told. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. All right. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast. And today, I have two guests on to detail out a new tabletop role-playing game called Alchemy. You all know one of them, who is actually the operator of our chosen Marmaduke 9 in the New Age campaign, Matt Waterhouse. On the other hand, we have a newcomer to the podcast, the official developer of the Alchemy system, Lee Simmons. Welcome to the podcast. It's official developer. This is oh, <laughs> official goodness. developer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hello again. Yes. So, uh, before we get started on Alchemy, uh, can the two of you tell myself and the audience of how Alchemy got started and and all the fun stuff behind, like the, the backstory of this system? Is it done? Is it fun, Arthadian? We'll find out <laughs> if it's fun. So, um, so I have known Matt for over half my life now. Um, maybe about no, yeah, over half my goodness. And um, we were avid uh, Dungeons and Dragons um, fans. I ran a game, uh, a long-standing game, for a couple of years. Um, with a, with a bunch of guys and Matt was heading off to to China to to teach English as a foreign language and I was the I was a DM and they all wanted to play a sci-fi game when they came back and I was like okay yeah yeah I can I can sort of put something together like that I can put a story together like that I had about six months to do it and I was like yeah easy no problem. So I'm looking at it, going through it. I'm building the story. Then I'm looking at sort of the we we were playing in fourth edition at that point, and I'm sort of looking at the system and the mechanics and everything. And I'm thinking it doesn't quite fit. Now this was my first introduction to tabletop role playing games, and I didn't know how sort of vast the banquet was mm-hmm. of of role playing games. Really, it could have stopped there if I knew that there wasn't just D and D out there. <laughs> I could have picked something like like the Star Wars role playing yeah. like system or something like that. It, it could have stopped there and we would not be having this conversation. In, instead what I did was I, I was trying to sort of tease out the mechanics and change them into a sci-fi setting. And then I had the bright idea of going, I'll make my own system. Mm mistake okay so um matt comes back um i i we may have played a sci-fi we may have not even i think i by that point i was i was neck deep in building a system that was specifically um built for a sci-fi setting this was this was Alchemy 1.0 i don't even think it was Mm. called alchemy back then i think it was called dark light it was called dark star yeah, it's called Dark Star. Okay, Dark yes. Star. The setting is now Dark Light, yes. Um, so that was there. 
And that was the beginning of, I've, I think I've counted it, about 14 iterations going through it, playtesting it, changing it around it, and yeah. now yeah. having pretty close to a, a, a really robust and exciting system called the Alchemy Role-Playing Toolkit. Hmm. And that uh, that started, honestly, I think about 10 years ago. 10 years ago, yeah. I mean, I'm, kind of, ago. I'm actually kind of down the same the same route as you. I had, mm-hmm. I don't know how many iterations, because the thing about how I started was I was focused more on like the setting and, and matching the system to the setting itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only had like one like multiverse that I had created in order to to immerse my my friends and and my peers mm-hmm. in, into my universe and that was like the whole mm-hmm. the whole point of why I created what yeah. I created was so that I, I can actually bring people into the into the stories that I was already telling that I was already writing um mm-hmm. and then after several many different iterations of game mechanics and different and different things I yeah. ended up par- partnering <laughs> with with my partner at the time and we like we started making our like trying to merge our games together and universes together mm-hmm. um uh-huh. and I know I know the curse of being a tabletop role playing game developer it's a virus yeah it, it's, I, it's an absolute virus the the crazy thing is that it's really fun to do like when you when you really make the mechanics and you start and you start to see all the things starting to to piece together and you're just like whoa okay that that's really cool that's something i, I would love to be able to play as mm-hmm. inside my inside my own game but then you realize like oh you have to be the one well, who's that's... you have to be the one who's running it like for yeah. For That's other how it people, gets you. yeah, it is. It, it is the really most fun. fun and dangerous mind virus you can ever ever get. Yeah, yeah. And if you're if you're like a if if you're somewhat of a perfectionist, like like I am, mm-hmm. part of it is if you're making one pages, which I am currently <laughs> doing. Um, can it all fit on one page? How can I make it all fit on one page? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can I adjust the fonts and to make it fit on one even, page? Even with that, with that mindset, what have you, I missed? Yeah, even if you, even if you are, are making like a full, like huge, massive book, you also have to think about the formatting of everything, and then like there's just mm-hmm. there's just so many things that that go in that go into it. You're basically making a, you're you're basically writing a full on, um, like, like a textbook. Uh, uh, it's a manual, isn't yeah, it? It's, 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 a, it's, a it's, it's, it's a technical manual. Yeah, this is what you're creating. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're mm-hmm. How I how I describe reborn in power is it's the it's like the physical and metaphysical laws of the universe <laughs> itself, and it's just it it makes it so that like you have to basically come up with how how like maybe like if you're if you're in a fantasy setting how how magic works and that like ties into the whole the whole like the whole system itself and sometimes you have to make it unique and other times you also have to think about like whether or not other other players who are going to end up picking up the game they have to have their own setting implemented into the system so Mm -hmm. also making it like setting agnostic in a way is Mm -hmm. another thing that i feel like most most are like developers nowadays are have to think about when they're when they're actually developing their game because most mm-hmm. people most people i i would say I, i've done a poll on this before on twitter actually but uh they they like 
they mainly like having like already established franchises. So like mm-hmm. core the core realms, they're not gonna they're not gonna want to really play in it, like p- pick it up because it's new and it's not not something that they know about. But if it's Star Wars, then they'll probably mm-hmm. pick it up and and want to pl- play in it. And you you want like a system that would actually be able to incorporate Star Wars stuff in it or like lord of the rings or anything like that um absolutely yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah, yeah. yeah go, go ahead I, th- I think you bring up a really interesting point and sort of like sort of two variants of the what what i've called you know the game maker virus that we, we've got here you're you've gone down a very specific you know a genre specific route mm-hmm. with with your with your thing and i have tried so very hard not to do that mm-hmm. so it can be you, you can use this in in whatever system you want i could i cannot imagine what it would be like to put in all of the metaphysical rules of magic <laughs> and like how tech works and like far, or like fast and light travel like no that's you guys this this is this these are the mechanics yeah and i mean like later on down the line what we're looking at doing is is sort of bringing out sort of like augmentations or sort of like genre books mm-hmm. where you can come out. This is what this is how we play, you know, a western. This is how we play uh, sci-fi. Use this. Th- these are sort of like like jumping off points. But there is no way in hell after this sort of the journey that I've gone through to make this sort of be able to be used in anything to then go into magic. No, I, I cannot. Yeah. I absolutely, <laughs> that is a whole other, like really, I can only imagine a really interesting, but difficult problem to face. Yeah. It's a, I, I think it's a, it's an issue when it comes to marketing because it, mm-hmm. you know, like even, even, Hollywood, like Hollywood ha- has their whole thing where they have to take an existing franchise and I mean, bring, like run it into the ground, uh, I would say, but like they, mm-hmm. they take yeah. existing franchises in order to, in order to, uh, you know, have an actual fan base already built in. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're creating something new, then they're not going to like, you're, you're not going to have a fan base. You have to build up, build it up. And that's like, mm-hmm. that's the biggest issue that I'm, I'm currently dealing with is because, yeah. I, I have like my own setting. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've attempted to put like my heart and soul into trying to establish a, a really like immersive and expansive universe. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, just getting people through the door and, and being able to to just like, have fun with it is yeah is the biggest mm-hmm. the biggest issue. But let's let's go on to mm-hmm. al- let's go on to alchemy. Um, okay. So my first question is, what is the what, what what was the original goal behind alchemy as a system? Like, uh, what what do you aim to achieve with it specifically? I mean, the the original goal, as I said, like the guys wanted to play a sci-fi game, and we were all really into into Mass Effect, mm-hmm. and like outside of that, me me and Matt, like we just bloody love space. I love it. I know you that know, with Marmaduke Line. Like, <laughs> as as like as soon as there's like 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 everything that's happening at the moment, like with like sort of like the like the high altitude like balloons that can go up. I'm looking at these. We can go up there for eight hours and like see them, <laughs> or, or, or go to the moon, or go to Mars. And like mm-hmm. I, I hear so many people go, "No, I don't want to do it." I'm like, I'm the first mm-hmm. one there. Maybe not to Mars because that means I have to die there. Yeah. But if I can come back, yeah. I'm going. Right. <laughs> I'm going. 
um so like diehard sci-fi fans so that was mm. the original thing for it and then after a while i was like oh, i i like this but i've had and, and we've all had like such incredible moments and memories through role playing how can we how can we get people into this um like really quite easily so if like pretty much everyone's entry point is dungeons and dragons yeah when you come into a tabletop role-playing mm-hmm. game and the two Which things you need to get, yeah i think so because there's so many fantastic games out there mm-hmm. you know like like mm-hmm. blades in the dark for example i love that game it's fantastic just like like because i i've like through all of like like you know like um like role-playing games that you're playing like a console or something i'm always a thief mm-hmm. I, I, i'm 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 so typecast when yeah. i come to playing role-playing games i just play just this devilish cat who just steals things and just like double talks people like into the dust that's that's what i play i play it on consoles i play on the tabletop always the same um so blades in the dark was brilliant the star wars one was brilliant um some of the like the more um you know like cthulhu um like cosmic horror inspired ones really really cool how they deal with like madness and insanity mm. and things like that but mo- your your gateway drug into tabletop role playing is dungeons and dragons and the two things mm. that happen are that you get a really really big tome like to create a a character because that's again that's probably your entry point rather than being a dungeon master yeah. as you've got to get this big book and you've got to put a lot of the time and money and into, and, into that and if you're if you're the dungeon master because because one person has yeah. to be the dungeon master they have they're basically the, big, the biggest spenders they have to get the the absolutely the, the guide like all all mm-hmm. the all the monster manuals monster and, manuals and, and prepping the campaigns there's just so you're, much you're, you're spending mm. hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get this game to the table well I I, like, you're spending all you're spending that equivalent in time yeah because I spend zero money on D and D. Theater of the mind. Have, I think that's because yeah. you've got a lot of experience in it, though, Matt. I don't think you could run up to to D and D and just go, "I'm just going to do this off the top of my head." You, like we've had a long time running D and D. So well, I, some... I came into Five E very much like um, I came into Five E just watching videos of it and going, oh, "Okay, right. I, I think I can run that, mm-hmm. maybe." And off of playing it once and, yeah. and glazed yeah. donuts and all that. I, mm-hmm. I've only, um, I've only oh, ran, no, I, <laughs> I would say I've only ran 5e, I think, I think I ran it like one or two sessions of, of 5e. And mm. I, I modeled Reborn in Power kind of based off of 5e, but then I took away all the different aspects that would make it like super Super five mm. E, like like my my friends all, one of my one of my my players he he he's always gives me shit because it, it's a D twelve system and not a D twenty system and I didn't incorporate the D twenty at all and he just right. he he's like he's like why can't I roll the D, the D twenty I'm like you can't roll the D twenty because it's a D twelve system come on man uh-huh. <laughs> it's base twelve yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on man. <laughs> Yeah. So, that, so that was the first thing. Like, the, 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 there is a lot of time and or money that you need to put into D and D in order to have a good time with it. Like, if you if you're fresh if you're fresh off the boat, so to speak, there, there's a lot of time or money that you need to put into it. The second thing which you bring up is is dice. 
Yeah. You know, no one's got a yeah. D12 lying around in their house unless someone, you know, like their older brother or something. I don't know. I have, playing, like, I have like 10. Playing playing games. I have like 10. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, like, okay, right. Can we cut out all of that? And what else could we use? Because the, the dice is to, is, is to give, you know, chance and luck yeah. to a game. Yeah. What else can we use? So the, the idea was, what do people have mm-hmm. on on hand, mm-hmm. or can yeah. get very easily? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> we came away from a, a, a dice system into into a like just a regular deck of card system. So every character will have a deck deck of cards, so that can still input the luck and chance that you really want from a, a role playing game. You don't want to be playing in god mode. Mm-hmm. all of the time i mean some people might you know when they min max their characters and things like that but by and large you want to be like is this going to work is this not going to work that brings the excitement to it um but also to bring in like a resource management system as well and strategy yeah exactly um because you know you could you could succeed at everything you want to do but maybe sometimes narratively you want to fail because this was an, another thing that came out of like, what do me and my friends like doing? We like telling really good stories. So Matt is fantastic when he comes to his characters, basically um, myself and sort of the, the, the third creator of this game, Carl, we play very typecast characters. I play a roguish cad. Carl has been betrayed. Like that, that is it. They, they will be skinned differently. But largely, that's, Carl is the muscle who's been who has been betrayed. Yeah, I'm the face. That's it. That, like I'm the <laughs> face who steals stuff. But but Matt will will, will create these really like um, exciting and, and different and and um, imperfect characters. Um, and we always like to play the and, and have these really interesting stories. So it came away from being a role playing game to really being a storytelling, mm. where the, this toolkit is there. For you and your friends to sit down for a couple of hours, build a build a world, build some characters, go through it, fight some people, talk your way out of things, think your way out of things, and have a really good time, and sort of look back on this years later, and go, do you remember that time when we were in the the Western game and we were talking about Tallahassee? You know, this was the first actual system that the, the sort of the first setting that we run. We run a um, a Western, uh-huh. um, sort of like a like a, a supernatural Western. Carl run it. And it was myself and Matt playing, and we just kind of sat at the table, just made up our characters. Um, it was during the sort of the um, um, the which war? The um, the Civil War. Civil War. The, well, Post Civil War. The big one. The big one that happened over there. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were we were on different sides, and um, we we kept talking about Tallahassee. And that then became part of the game. I found out where Tallahassee was. It's somewhere in Florida, <laughs> and and this was this was near, this was nigh on sort of like seven years ago that we played this game. And I can still remember those games. And I was like, this is this is great. This is what I want from this. So it started off. My friends wanted to play a sci-fi game, and then it came to how do we get as many people through the door, ease of access into this fantastic world of tabletop role playing. Mm-hmm. Um, where they can play pretty much whatever they want. Um, they don't have to buy a lot of stuff for it. And if if they have the imagination for it, they can create whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's basically how I how I went about going into it too. But but the thing is, is that 
your system i feel like is probably like more of like a you can just get into it you just have to have a deck of cards and then just learn the mm-hmm. learn the rules whereas my system is mm-hmm. it's mine when i went into it i wanted a like just character customization to the extreme and absolutely and that's kind yeah. of like how how i went about it and i wanted to mm-hmm. like it it it's become a very big like there's a lot of like different like uh, elements and like moving things that that goes on sometimes mm-hmm. it can be overwhelming and so it's not mm-hmm. i wouldn't say it's it's the best game for a newcomer to tabletop rpgs but then again mm-hmm. when i have when i have played with like many of my like new newer people like people who who have never played a game before they they have been able to pick it up and like they pick it up at the same around the same rate as they would pick up D&D 5e and so like yeah i i don't i i think that having like games that are that aren't as like uh crunchy like like too many system mechanics mm-hmm. going on like that that is necessary for like people to kind of get into the hobby um and i don't think mm-hmm. i i honestly don't don't understand how like how 5e has been that like like 5e yes is a little bit easier for like running i would say as mm-hmm. as a as a mm-hmm. as a, like a, a dungeon master or like a, a game master but when it comes mm-hmm. to like new players like new players still have a trouble understanding the, even the ability scores and how how those all like interact with all the skills yeah. and all that mm-hmm. stuff um, well, yeah. in, in my experience with with Five E, the thing that's the thing that's made it accessible is, as a dungeon master, you don't necessarily need to have everything to hand. You need to have every rule to hand because everything is accessible on the internet. And if you know what you're doing, you can create a character. You can either help someone create a character, or create a character for them in like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like really, it's just like bang, everything. Like um, there was a, a girl I was playing with in Poland who had no experience of any kind of tabletop stuff, really not much fantasy stuff. And I was like, what kind of thing do you want to do? Oh, I want to shoot a bow. I want to basically be Orlando Bloom. And I was yeah. like, all right. Okay. Cool. Which one, pirate or elf? <laughs> <laughs> Elf. Both. <laughs> both. both. <laughs> Pirate elf. Pirate elf. Yeah. Uh, but but like with when it comes to al- to alchemy, how um my how does the card the card game mechanic like work in it? Like it is are the specific suits and like colors like like do they uh-huh. have like specific mechanics to to them? And like is it every character gets a full deck of cards or is there like a specific like suit of of like do you do you have like, like a hand a deck like a hand in your yeah. in your hand like like how, do, how does that all work i, I think uh, yeah so this is why it's been through so many iterations because i'm the same as you i really love customization <laughs> yeah. in games like like when fallout 4 came out and i could just attach things to my gun i was like oh my god yes <laughs> oh, i can put a scope on it or oh, a silencer oh this thing does this th- oh i love it like i really really enjoy customization i really enjoy crunchy role-playing like role-playing systems i really really enjoy it um, and i think that's the reason that it took so long to make this bloody game because like i, I put in all of these these systems and I'm like, oh, yeah, doing that. so basically what i did, what I did for, for the final one that's coming out i stripped it all back 
and go right this is this is the base game we will continue to bring out augments mm. of what you can do with this yeah right to, like, um and stuff yeah 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 so if, if you want to have like so the the first augment that will come out with the the sort of the core system will be sort of the archetype system which which links into into the deck i wanted the deck to be a really like key part of this because you've got a lot of different things that come with that mm-hmm. you have numbers you've got face cards you've got jokers you've got the suits in there i haven't done too much with the the face cards and the jokers at the moment but with the numbers and the suits they're they're baked into sort of the first augment that comes with with the with the system so you're you're playing a game everyone on the table when you get into a, a scene be, you know be that a confrontation be that fight be that whatever everyone draws five cards and then one card for each person that you are outnumbered by so generally the the game master what we call the alchemist is going to be outnumbered by the players at the table nothing to say that you couldn't be playing you know 2v2 i could see that could be really interesting or maybe you know the player, like one player is going through, you know, like they're going through sort of like a bit of a dark character arc or something. And there's a confrontation between the the party that could be sort of that they're outnumbered at that point. So whoever you're outnumbered by, you draw an additional card into your deck. Okay. So five plus one for every person that you're outnumbered by. Okay. Um, you make an action, um, you, you play a card, add an, a number of sort of modifiers to that from your skills or sort of flares, which are more um, sort of focused uses of the skill or assets, which is like your equipment. You add that all together and play against an opposing card, so a, a reaction that has been made. Mm. Yeah, so you've got an action total there of 10. They come up with a 3. There's a there's a swing of success of seven there. The mm. person that's that's lost is going to take seven damage. They've all, they've also just uh, epically failed as well. So okay. then we get to hit them again. So there, there's still that critical aspect in there. Mm. It's well. like um, if I'm if I'm trying to shoot Lee, mm. I would draw a card. Mm-hmm. Um, if my cards like a, a well, I have some do cards you, with me. You, still. I've got you, like a five are, of diamonds. Are you are you able to see the cards in your hand that you that you pick up, or or do you not see them? Mm-hmm. Like... Open yeah. to yourself. Okay. Open to yourself. So, so as I say, resource management. So mm-hmm. right, I've got oh, I've got okay. I've got two face cards here. They're yeah. top. Okay. I've got some really terrible card. I've got a two here. Mm. Um. So there's a there's a mechanic in the game. So every scene you can mulligan. Your hand, like if you've just got like like twos and threes, you just like like trash these for free. You can shuffle them back into your deck. If you want to do it again, then uh, they're going to have to be discarded. Mm. So again, there's there's another mm. sort of um, mechanic within the game that your your deck is going to decrease. Mm. So what, if you've been going for a while, that now you are like ah, I, I seem to remember that I've kind of used all my high cards. I'm going to be in a bit of a sticky situation for the next couple of scenes coming into this. So. Uh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna to, be I'm gonna be tired as a character. It's like it's like you have to choose when you're going to lose and how 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 epic do I want to be now? Yeah. to be how epically <laughs> bad do I want to be later? Interesting. You know? That's interesting. So the, one of the first games we play, we we spoke about this on our channel the other day um, when we were playing the the, the Western game. As, as as always, I'm playing the roguish cat, and I've gone to a cat house. And I, I, I've, I've picked up a, a lovely young lady who wants to uh, have sex with me for money. And uh, Carl 
makes me take a card. I'm going like I, I don't care that I'm going to use this face card. I, I wanted Carl to describe what happened in this scene. Narratively, this was the best choice for me to be using a high card to like epically success my my lovemaking with this with this lovely young lady. <laughs> But down the line, there, there's there's going to be a point where I don't have those face cards anymore. Yeah. So do you want to be really, really fun in a cat house or do you want to be, you know, effective in a in a really crucial battle? Mm. But where, where do you want to be good in this game? It's, it's, it's completely up to you. Where do you want to be good? That's that's interesting. Yeah. That's and and when you so let's so you pick up five cards uh and mm-hmm. and then extra cards if you're if you're is it do you have to pick up cards when there's like a new scene going on in in the session or is so, there like so the scene is like so if we if we talk in sort of D parts every time you go into a battle yeah right yeah so you yeah. you you, like, you 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 know when you when roll initiative happens in D, you are that's the beginning of the scene so roll initiative would be pick up your cut like you're like draw a hand mm-hmm. so you pick up five plus whatever once you've burnt those out, if if the scene's going on for that long, they do. So within alchemy, the scenes are pretty quick. Mm-hmm. This was another thing yeah. that I saw from my sort of my role playing in, in Dungeons and Dragons. You know, you go through like a high level, you know, yeah. encounter. You can be there for hours. Yeah, and it can be, ex- and it's it's very exciting, um, but it, it does really slow play down. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be moving on, if if you want this to be sort of like narrative first. Then sort of a, a long, a long battle can can sort of make it a bit a bit slower. So mm-hmm. I I wanted to speed that up. So seems normally pretty quick because the health isn't quite like very high within alchemy. Um, like really you're going to be low double digits. Like even if you're like a like a like an absolute G mm-hmm. in in the world. Like it's a couple of wrong moves and you're still going to be smacked um with it so I wanted, I wanted to make that nice and nice and quick so um yeah you'll pick up uh five cards plus whatever for each scene that you go into outside of that is what's called like an interlude so that'll be like like dungeon crawling and sort of interpersonal stuff yeah going to the market or things RP, like that mainly. Yeah. rp yeah, yeah you've got you've got scenes and you've got rp yeah okay okay and 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 each time you you will you'll pick up five do you, do you keep the five cards like throughout the entire session or do you, or do you like pick up more cards when you, when you run out or. So you go into a scene where we're all playing. I'm, I'm the alchemist. There are a bunch of vagabonds trying to attack uh, yourself, Arthalian and Matt. We're playing a scene. Um, you, you've played some cards. I've played some cards. You have destroyed the vagabonds, the the the, the, the alley cats that's trying to mug you. Any cards that you used are discarded. Any cards you haven't used, shuffled back into the oh, deck. Okay, shuffled back into the deck. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So anything that you haven't used, you I, I you you haven't used that energy. Okay. You know, can I say yeah, that that yeah. willpower that still goes back into your deck. Okay. Um, if you've got a particularly bad hand of cards, you can mulligan it once, shuffle it back into the deck. If it's still really bad, you're going to have to discard those again to just be like, this guy's really lagging at the moment. He needs to have some rest. He, we can't keep but going he's been dr- on he, this adventure. He'd be drinking too much yeah. the, the day before. <laughs> exactly. You know, this guy's been, you know, in, in fights for like three days now. How yeah. can he still be, you know, like sl- slamming down kings and queens and getting epic successes? No, he's going to be getting battered yeah. by this point. Yeah. 
unless some serious rest and recuperation that's, that's is, really is taking interesting. place. So any cards you use discarded, any cards you haven't back into the deck. Wow. Wow, that's that's really interesting. Uh I, I definitely would wanna would want to try it, honestly. Um did you when when you were creating this, did you pull inspiration from any other systems like when you were creating alchemy? Like I think probably, I like like definitely. Um, I think so. For example, I really liked um, there was a, there was a certain I can't remember what the mechanic was, but it was from it was from this the Star Wars RPG. Well, and there, was, there was it kind of, sort of was it Fantasy Flight game Star Wars or was it like a, a different like Star Wars one? It's about three years ago, unfortunately. But I remember it had these, these cool little dice, and like you'd have to chuck them, and some of them would have like force things on them. Oh and some yes, of them yes. So fantasy, fantasy flight games. That 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 was like that right, was okay. the game uh, that I actually molded Reborn and Power off of. It like right. mo- mostly off of because there's like a you have like these skill trees, right? And then mm-hmm. you you spend ex- experience yes, yes, I remember. on on, yeah. on each one. And uh, yeah. I remember we like my that was the game that inspired me to start making like making right. my game specifically. And so that yeah, really really cracking game. And it was one yeah. that where I wasn't actually a rogue's cat. Actually, I was I was kind of like a like a more loner did kind you, of sniper. Did you play Edge of the Did you play Edge of the Empire? Because they have like multiple different. Uh, types. I think it might have been Edge of the Empire because so, they have Edge of the Empire, and then they also have. Um, Fan, like force and destiny which is like the the jedi sith one mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. they have i think they have one more for like the republic one um but like i'm pretty sure it was like outer rim like yeah kind of seed yeah. kind of deal going on yeah and yeah. I, if, if i remember correctly there was there was kind of like this fortune misfortune system yeah in yeah they're, they're, they have like yeah, yeah. destiny points where you flip it over to see if like uh to basically let the a, the gm yeah have some like be able to do something bad to to the players whereas like vice versa the players could could absolutely it over yeah stuff yeah so so that added sort of like an an, an additional part to the system not part of the course thing but where i wanted to have different economies within Mm. the game so Mm. there was um uh one one of them which will go into the core. It is a fortune misfortune system. Literally, you're playing with chips, like very on brand with the cards. Yep, you'll start yep. with a certain amount of chips. I want to play a chip to basically do whatever I want. If everyone at the table is okay with that, that's going to go to the opposing team. Mm. They can now do whatever they want with yeah. that. Yeah. Hit me back with it. So that was one of the economies. And then there was more of a sliding scale. I wanted to add economies into it, which you didn't necessarily need to use, like a resource, another resource economy. So Carl was very um, passionate about having a, an economy for bullets in the in the Western yeah. thing. You know, if we're going to use, feel, bullets, I feel like that's very, that's very necessary. Things. Yeah, that's very you know? necessary in Western. If you're going to use a bullet, we're going to have to have an economy for that. So yeah. having a different kind of resource economy outside of the cards to do that, and then like a, a scale economy which sort of goes back and and forth for the character without it sort of being paid back and forth, you know, like maybe for like favor for, you know, the sort of the sort of the civilization that you're in at the moment. Do you want to be part of the good guys? Do you want to be part of the bad guys? Kind of like a um like the Paragon um renegade system in like Mass Effect and things like that. Mm. But sort of this is what, sort of the, the basis of economies just to add more things to it. Mm. Um outside of that and back to sort of tabletop role playing games, um 
I mean, how well-being works, I think, is a bit different um, because your 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 health points aren't fixed. You sort of refresh those every time you get sort of splatted. Um, you, you sort of refresh them using the the, the suits of the cards. You, you sort of take them from a, a communal deck, the world deck, and sort of work. So one time you might have nine HP in a certain sphere. So there's three different spheres that you work from: physical, mental, social. Because I noticed that there's, you know, we're always there's a lot of fighting in RPGs. Yeah. We like that; it's exciting, it's fun. You yeah. know, let's let's shoot each other, let's slice each other down. But there's there's, you know, I think sometimes that takes away from the people who really really like role playing. I play the face a lot, and it's lucky because Carl, like normally it's it's myself, Carl, and Matt that play. So we we need one person who can really deal damage, yeah. and someone who can. Like deal with everything else that comes after this guy has bisected someone. Yep, yep, can we yep, can we yep. get can we get ourselves out of prison after that? Yeah. So we we kind of have to be sort of two sides of the same coin to get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sort of some systems can take away from those people that really want to be that kind of person. That they really want to be the face. They really want to be the 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 the, 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 the savant and things like that. So I just went right. Let's have three: physical, mental, social. And you could be good in this one, median in that one, and fearing in that one. You know, you could be a really, you could be a really great fighter, but you could be, you know, sort of a, 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 an idiot when it comes to social, without having to deal with, you know, like what you'd have in D and D, where you'd, you know, if you, what, what's an eight in intelligence? What's a fourteen in intelligence? What's this? What's that? Rather than people going, oh, I'm an idiot, but actually they probably as intelligent as us three here you know they, probably, they, they could probably speak as good as us yeah um, but making it very clear on on how well they're actually going to do in those kinds of situations um but still having skills in there um, and things like that i think that's i i really i think fallout was a big um inspiration for it as well i think i've taken a lot from a lot of different places because after i played D after i started to play this game i found a, a role-playing sort of club near me where they'd meet every week and then i was like oh there's like hundreds of games that i can play yeah i didn't realize this you know <laughs> and then like, you realize like oh crap i'm going to be sinking inside the, inside the industry first you know <laughs> i remember I can't, I can't remember what it, i can't remember what game it was but it, like you basically you're you're in this really dystopian world where you work in this big sort of like mega corporation and like you your guys die all of the time but i think you've got like five clones is it like um, is it like cyberpunker no, it's not cyber. It's, it's not a cyberpunk game. It's it's, got, it's kind of clean and fresh. It feels a bit um, it feels a bit like Portal almost, oh. but without the portals. But that kind of sort of hmm. vibe there, and you've got like five lives. That's probably one. That, that's probably another um, inspiration. I'll have to find out which one that is to give you the inspiration for that. But you've got like five clones basically, hmm. and basically everyone just like just just tries to like fuck each other over in the end of it is, is, is beautiful and delicious. Like it really shows <laughs> us like what, what we truly are as humans. I really enjoyed that as a sort of a different thing for it, but I've sort of taken little bits from, from everywhere and gone over it again and again and again. So it's probably unrecognizable now. Like yeah. sort of the inspiration it's, was probably about seven thing. years ago. It's your, it's your own thing. <laughs> it's probably about, yeah. probably about seven years ago and, and sort of 13 iterations ago. Wow. Um, yeah. But yeah, having, having, Play. I, th- I think it's crucial to to play role playing games and, and try these different systems if you're ever going to try and, and create a game of your of your yeah. own because otherwise it's just going to be a Dungeons and Dragons clone, isn't it? Yeah. You know, because mm. basically that's what I tried to do with the first iteration. I'm like sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons. <clears throat> yeah. 
10 years is, later, you couldn't see Dungeons & Dragons anywhere on it. it it's, it's been scrubbed off of it completely by now, I think. That's, that's good. That's good. Honestly, Unless mm-hmm. you want to play a Dungeons & Dragons type game with the system. Yeah, that's the only yeah. place you're going to find yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're getting Forgotten Realms and into the alchemy system mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to al- alchemy, what's the ideal number of of players that should be like playing playing around the table? So we've we've normally played it with with three of us. So you'll have the alchemist, aka game master, and there'll be two of us playing. One of us will run it, and and two of us play it. That's, that's really nice and quick, punchy. Um, so if you got if you got two like if you got two players and somebody can run it, that's really really good. Mm-hmm. We've played it with four players. Uh, we played a um, like a like an urban fantasy. I run an urban fantasy for mm. a couple of guys. That was really fun. Um, I think four's the most we've played with. I think so. I think after after that point. So if you're if you're getting up to five, the the person who's outnumbered, which is more often than not going to be the alchemist, he's going to have ten cards a scene mm. and he's probably gonna have to be burning through those pretty quickly um i think you're going to sort of get into a situation where that's going to be quite hard to manage um i think that's really sort of two to four two to four players yeah two to four yeah. players and someone running the game is really good two two's nice and punchy four's four's also pretty quick as well um probably your, your sweet spot's probably going to be about four people at the table Okay. I would imagine. I, I, great I, to play with. Great to play with three, though. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like with tabletop RPGs, four is probably the the ideal number for most games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do, have you like Have you ever tried like doing like just two play like just straight two players, just you, one we alchemist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We haven't yet. I reckon you. Could, I reckon you could play a, a, a quite an interesting game with like that. that. And, and when I was sort of thinking about sort of. Like what the, happens the with thing, this? I, I mean, the thing is, like, so I, I with Reborn in Power, I, I run solo sessions like for for players. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just them. The thing about those kinds of, of sessions is that the the game master, the the lore master, or like the the alchemist in in your guys's case would be would be that they would you know it's when you're when you're running a session, you have a you have you have to have NPCs and and mm-hmm. and. Solo sessions are mainly like are mainly so like like they're solo sessions, so a lot of role playing and just a lot. That's more. just session zero, then yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's, it, when you're trying to create the characters and things like that, yeah, it, and, it, and trying to build the world, it's and... it's interesting because like when, when I have like my my players who like are like it's just them and they don't have anyone else. You have to you have to come up with like mm-hmm. NPCs who are going to also assist mm-hmm. them because sometimes they. Mm-hmm. You know, you only have one mind who's who's coming up with solutions to problems like that that the player that that you're facing. If you have like multiple mm-hmm. multiple minds kind of like working together to try to figure out, yeah. oh, how does this this problem like fix itself? Like how how can we how can mm-hmm. we like find a solution to the problem? But if you're by yourself yeah. in the session, yeah. you're just like, yeah. oh crap, uh, I don't really have much. So then you also have, like the the g the gm in this case would have to come up with npcs that will like you know give hints and ideas of how to fix Mm -hmm. the problem but then let the player kind of kind of go Mm -hmm. through the motions of figuring out in their own head and it's like i I think i think it's an interesting and difficult problem for 
for for a for a game master to to run sort of a one on one game. Yeah. I, th- I think it, could, it can definitely be done, um, and it, it would be a, a different kind of vibe yeah. to a game yeah. where you kind of play something like that. It would be very different. I like I'd I'd always um, sort of suggest, and I, I do within the system that you kind of have like a a session zero yeah. with your with your alchemist where you kind of go through it with you with yourself. So you've got the character sheet, and on the back of it, you've got the origin. So like you've got your backstory, your personality, um, because as I say, it's not just a role playing system. It's a st- this is primarily a storytelling system. Yeah, yeah. So everything from your backstory, you know, be it from locations to groups to artifacts, things like that. This is going to all help the the alchemist run a really interesting game and a, and a rich game, but also a game that's interesting to each character. Mm-hmm. You know, he can start to bring these things in. I remember he said that he was, you know, like Carl's character was no, you know, completely um, like betrayed by this person. I can remember that this group is in there. So brilliant. I've got yeah. that there. Yeah. But I was, I was just thinking when you're saying like, what's the most characters that can play? I, I'm thinking of this as one against many, the alchemist against the players. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing. Yeah. I, I remember there's, there's a game called Polaris. I think, I think it's called Polaris where, you don't have a dungeon master. You play against your opposite at the table. Hmm. Hmm. So you, so I would be the player, and let's say you're you're across from me, Orthagian. You, you kind of narrate my story as going through, and you're you're my opposition. Hmm. And then it will move, and it will be the person across from them. So there's nothing to say that alchemy couldn't work with six people, where you would have two opposing sides mm. you know where yeah. you've got sort of like protagonists and antagonists because this is a collaborative storytelling yeah. game you don't yeah. necessarily need to have one person running the game yeah. because the alchemist's character sheet is basically the same as as the character sheet they they, they have like if they're using sort of the, the the character sheet that we add in it with the augments where the, the, the suits are, are more of a, a focus where you've sort of got a triumph suit where certain things happen with that and there's there's strengths and weaknesses to a character sheet. You can go into it and pretty much do whatever you want with the point by system, but to make it easier for you to go in and go, I I wanna be or I wanna be Legolas. Okay, let's let's put you as the warrior archetype where you're you're very strong physically and then it goes, you know, mental and, and social. Whereas I want to be the face, okay, so we'll put you as the leader archetype. So you're, you know, you know, social, physical, mental. Some other guy wants to be, you know, the the savant, okay, so he's a philosopher. So he's mental, social, physical. Um, so that I, I don't think there's anything to say that we couldn't play, you know, like a game with six people and have them like three on three. I think yeah. that would be a really interesting, interesting. way to, interesting, to yeah. play alchemy as well. Yeah. yeah. It's something that's just come up now. I think that would be a really mm. interesting it, way it to could play. Be like, there's nothing. It could be like an, an, an additional augment. Like, like let's say like, you, oh, yeah, bring, the, the, bring there's it together. To say that the system can't, yeah. they, they can't run it that way. And I think that would be a really interesting way to play to- tabletop or playing uh, games. You'd be here, playing against each other all the time. Here's the curse. And here's the curse happening there again. It comes back, right? <laughs> so I've just got to get the core system out and then I can, just spend another and you can start you know, 10 on. years making augments <laughs> yeah. from there. Once the first thing's out, it's, it's fine. The the core game is done. But I th- yeah, I think that's... I don't think this, this, the system would prohibit that. Mm. And I think that would be a really interesting way of playing a, a, a tabletop role-playing game. So so with with 
let's say making a character what's the what's the the process in which I, I would go about making a character like how how do it like do i choose like whether or not i want like is it just like choosing an archetype and then basing the entire like sheet based off of that or yeah so you you could, you could if we without the augment that i put into it i've called it art a so alchemy role playing to a archetype system this is to just sort of make it bound it in rules enough that you can go okay i want to be a fighter or i want to be the face or i want to be the the clever guy so you could do it that way but you could just completely have just a blank character sheet the point by system for that where you'd go through how much health are they going to have in in the so there's spheres of action okay Okay, you've got the physical sphere the mental sphere and the social sphere okay those 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 are basically like Um, like the ability scores like the attributes kind of kind of situation this is this is going to be pretty much anything that's going to happen. Are you going to have a fight? Are you going to have a negotiation? Are you going to try and you know you know investigate something? This is okay. pretty much all that happens within a role playing setting. Okay. Really, there's not really many other avenues which are going to go down in kinds of conflicts or or you know confrontations or collaborations. So your character sheet is split into three sections: the physical sphere, mental sphere, social, social sphere. Okay. Yeah. Then that is split again into sort of two halves, the power section and the finesse section. Your power is dealing with your your health, which is called well-being um, within the system, and your assets. So not necessarily equipment. So within the physical aspect, it's going to be your equipment, but in mental, maybe that's, you know, knowledge or magic or, or things like that. Within social, is like, you know, is that, that's your connections, that's your memberships, that's your favours, things like that. So you'll have a certain amount of slots there. Below that, you have your skills. Each sphere has the same uh, six skills, which is agility, clarity, intuition, sorry, endurance, intuition, um, God, I was writing it today. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta find it. <laughs> Goodness. Choosing your skills. Agility, clarity, endurance, intuition, presence, and strength. So how quick your character is, how focused your character is, how hardy your character is, how aware your character is, how striking your character is, and how strong they are. So depending on if it's physical, social, or mental, like for agility, socially quick characters, maybe they're deceptive, physically quick characters, they're, they're going to be dexterous while the mentally quick or, you know, agile characters are going to be deductive, mm, you know? Yeah. So you've got sort of like two like words which go, okay, what kind of thing do I want to do? Okay. So I, I need to be a bit, you know, I need to be a bit mentally quick in this situation. I've got a very, short amount of time in which to make a decision so you're going to be using the mental sphere and agility probably unless you think no i'm just going to you know be mentally strong in this situation or something there's there's, there's, as always you know there's there's a back and forth between the, the the person running the game and the player um you know the rule of cool is is heavily sprinkled throughout this yeah. system I, I don't really ever want to be saying no uh-huh. as an alchemist i never wanted to be saying it as a dungeon master if someone came up with cool things because this was one thing that we came out because we were playing it was fourth edition then wasn't it matt yeah it was fourth. yeah we were playing fourth i started in, in 3.5 and never made it out of the tavern you always meet in a tavern don't you we never made it out our dungeon master burnt it down so i could have been out yeah. of like role-playing games at that at that point um 
But within fourth edition, there, there was a, a real disparity between sort of like the different classes within that. So we had we had four people playing. Four people playing, I believe we used. And I was playing as well. I was helping them out as a rogue. There was a ranger, there was a wizard, there was a fighter, there was a paladin. So there's five characters playing through this system. The rogue and the ranger were really, really good at dealing damage. After a while, everyone else was either a meat shield or bloody useless. Um, but I, I, I didn't like this. I didn't like people sitting at the table feeling like they were useless. So they, But these guys were clever and being like, can we do this? Yeah. Um, so, for example, like the wizard, like had I think there was like a cloud of blade spell or something. And cloud if you of walked daggers, through yeah. that, cloud of daggers. If you walked through that, you'd get like a one d four damage or something like that. It was a pretty like low level spell, and after a while, pretty bloody useless. Yeah. Um, but you could use it all the time. I think it was an at will spell. Hmm. Um, and at one point, they were like, "Can can um, Matt's character? Um, I was he called Ironclad back then?" I was, um, I think it was just called Matt. Or was he just Iron, called Matt? Iron he face. was called Matt. I, I, Matt Iron, Iron Face. face. <laughs> yeah. and so he was, he was, um, he was a warforged. Okay. Um, just a big guy with a big bloody hammer. So, and we had, we had Tom the Wizard, and he goes, could, could Matt hit the cloud of daggers? Now, in the, in the rules, there's nothing to say that he can or cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Probably not if we're going to be rules lawyery. There's going yeah. to be something that says we can't. But that sounds fun. Can <laughs> they hit with a big hammer a load of daggers through this thing? Yeah, go on, try it. You can try. Yeah, yeah. So this got- became something. Yeah, you, <laughs> let's make this fun. Yeah. You know, let's let's have sort of signature things that you guys can do. Um. So yeah, um, allowing people to have sort of different kinds of areas of expertise because after a while in, in some games you can feel a, you, like you've made a bit of a, an error with your character you know you, you go down a certain path and you're like ah oh, i might need to re-roll yeah. you know i might need to re-roll because i've made a real serious error here with the, the certain powers that i've created or or things like that and, and especially if you're with characters who really know what they're doing and really into min maxing you can feel really really inferior at yeah. the table See that the way I've I've figured that out, like I've kind of like fixed that inside my system is I haven't so I, I I've only done this with with my my real like my like most I would say my most active players who have like stayed with me for like an, an entire campaign I I have, mm-hmm. I have a prestige system in reward and power at the very end mm-hmm. like, so at level twelve which is like the the max level you you'll you get to as as a character you can then go mm-hmm. on to prestige and when you when you end up prestiging you can actually reset all your skills feats and abilities and then like buy you could either you could either keep them or or redo them so that it, you I reject them yeah, yeah basically like fix up your character to make it better if you see like new new like skills feats and abilities that that you actually want to try out as as your character uh-huh. and and fix up your That's cool. fi- fix it up and so that's yeah. like that's like how I've how I've fixed the whole problem of like oh maybe I I didn't expect like you you didn't expect your character the right way the first time you can actually respec and then also uh get like new benefits that will that will that will make it better for you when it when you when you do choose a specific route to go go down 
as your character. Yeah. Um, and effectively play a different character, yeah. but with the character that you still know and love. Yes, exactly. You know, you can, exactly. You can have a different like, flavor something, of, of it, Marmaduke 9 yeah, like, at so, first teams. You could be so like, how, if, how do I change Marmaduke 9 at that point? If, Mar- yeah. if, mm-hmm. at, if at that point, let's say the, the, the storyline like takes Marmaduke 9 through, through, through a process of uh, mm-hmm. finding himself and becoming like a religious like a, a, a religious person uh, of some kind, he could he could then take the holy voice vocation and then start taking a bunch yeah. of like different skill suites and abilities that that go down the route that he that he's thinking. And but he's Please but he's still chaps. yeah he still has like he still has that background of of being a, an operative pilot type character. Mm-hmm. But then but then now he's he's learned to kind of uh, focus on a specific a. a a specific god or or, or deity know. that that he has, and and that's like that's the cool thing about like when it when it comes to customization is I I want like when it comes to D and D five e I would say D and D five e has like a, like their multi class system I'm not I'm not too much of a fan of it's it's <clears throat> it's it's fun to multi class it can be really it. difficult yeah it, it can be really difficult if you do it wrong you're, yeah you're yeah. buggered. Yeah, really? that it, I don't um, think I understand it. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm pretty I mean, sure so I don't understand it. That... In, in Streets of Mir, we we have um, Gestalt characters, so we we've always been we've always been dual class going through this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's it has required us to play this game for a long, 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 long time to to understand the sort of the synergy. Yeah, you have in, to... in certain classes and things like that. You need to know what you're doing to be able to to multi class. Otherwise, you can really back yourself into a corner and be like, this character is worthless. Yeah, and I I think that that is like a huge one one of the biggest reasons why I don't like D and D five e. And I'm sure like I I, I think three point five. I I've I've actually never played three point five, but I I've I've heard that three point five is like. You, you you can customize your character how how you want and there's like a bunch of different things that you could do with it um i, I remember i remember the skills being in such a small font because there were so many oh my god <laughs> like there were so many I, I i think there might have been like a basket weaving skill or something like that that were really really <laughs> into like how like what do you really really want to be skilled in yeah. and there'd be like 50 skills for you to do yeah and the, the you know the player's handbook was so heavy you know, I, so this was my this was my entryway into into tabletop role-playing games um some guy asked us if we wanted to play it we were in sort of sixth form sort of 16 17 and we were sort of going through our, our exams so there was a lot of time where we would be studying we weren't uh but so this guy asked us if we wanted to play it i went to rather than you know spending however much it was on the book i, I went down to my local library luckily they had one sort of whacked on the table, boom. And it, it, like hours and hours and hours going through this character and trying to make him and everything like that. And we had a very unkind DM, really. <laughs> like it, 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 like we were we were in a tavern and we're, you know, f- anywhere between 14 and 16. So obviously we're all we're thinking about is girls, obviously. <laughs> right? yeah. He puts us into a tavern with a, with a bucks and wench uh, serving beer. The first thing I obviously want to do is chat her up, right? <laughs> so I fail the role. I get into a fight. Then there's fire. Then the bar burns down. Then it's game over. I'm like, what? What did I just Why? do? Why did we do this? I've, I've, I've spent hours, hours making a character. character. Oh my god! 
Like I've I've sunk so many skill points into basket weaving or whatever the bloody hell like skills that I did. You know, it, it was a really rich customization system. But if you were going to lose that character, my god, the amount of time and effort you put into that character is going to make you really sour about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt, like what what do you what do you think of Reborn Power and the and the amount of skills, feats, and abilities that there are available. Uh, obviously, there's not. That I haven't included all like the level five through eight and uh, through nine through twelve skills, feats, and abilities yet. Mm. But what, what, what do you think of the, I guess, the customization aspect and how how is it is it overwhelming the amount of choices? Um, I th- I think. I mean, it's it's been sort of a guided building of a character. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know, I think once it's built, it's easy to operate. And there are a lot of really good um, options to, to keep your character fresh and feel unique from the rest. Mm-hmm. Like the, the new age characters all feel completely different from each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I mean making a level one character. I think I managed it. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, check it, checking with you and going like, "Can I do that? Is that all right? <laughs> Is that the thing I pick?" Yeah, yeah. For for when it, when it comes yeah. to like level one characters in Reborn and Power, it's very. Uh, you're you're still you're 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 weak to a certain extent. You have like some gear that will like that will assist you, but like, uh, you, you don't have very many choices. <laughs> but mm-hmm. my system actually allows you to like I actually have like a full on system where you can just straight up make a like max level character right off the bat if you wanted to. It will just take a mm-hmm. long time to do so. If you sure. like it will take a very long time to make a max level character. Um yeah. So did you say you sort of work off like skill trees and things like that? So one, so one thing I, goes to another and goes to another. Or... I started. I started out wanting to make a skill tree kind of thing. I was. I was oh. mixing. I was mixing it between how Force and Destiny does it and D and D five E does it. But then I. But then I. Right. I completely scrapped the whole linear motion of of like basically like a class system because um, like mm-hmm. D&D has a linear class system where as you level up you get the new features that the that the class that you Certain that perks you that you get yeah. throughout yeah. yeah for but for this one it's more like for reborn power i i went the route of trying to take the make the class have a benefit so if you go down that path then you will mm-hmm. you will have a benefit for going down that path rather than mm-hmm. rather than like making you like for, forcing you go to to stay on that path you you can choose mm-hmm. to stay on that path, or you could choose to go a bunch of different ra- other routes because you want to yeah. be, you want to make a character super unique. Like if like yeah, Mar- you, you want it to be like a like a sort of a Swiss Army knife kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and like and that's what I love doing in the character. Like my five E character, like give me pretty much any skill role on my because so we have two characters in Streets of Mir. One of them is just an absolute just tank, mm-hmm. but but Cassius, my standard roguish cad character give me a skill roll i'll 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 kill it like there's no there's no problem like it's it's gonna be like a like a 30 plus no problem yeah um when when it comes to alchemy like it is so you you there's like a bunch of different there's there's skills that that you that you can like spec out basically with your with the points that you allocate towards it um are there like (laughs) 
extra features for the archetypes that that are like added on like is it, are those going to be like augments or it will be in the augments as well so i i re- so i i realized that the the thing that was taking me the longest was trying to work out what is the best thing to put in this and i was like i need to strip this back and be like look this is how you create a base character mm-hmm. here is the first augment this is how we have created characters for about five years it works nice you can make different kinds of characters with this you can be you know physically strong you could be socially adept or you can be like you know a savant coming into this and then uh, like just recently i said i wasn't going to change anything i always do um but this is like the final thing that i change is like a level up system where you'll go through this once you level up you've gained enough experience you'll go through sort of this track um and then there'll be like sort of like a, a specific at the fifth, tenth, fifteenth, and twentieth level. There'll be like a, a specific thing you get for the archetype. So with the the warrior archetype, who is physically strong, their wound limit increases. Okay. So what? So the wounds are so we have well-being um, in each of the spheres. Once you've been battered in a scene and you've you've been dropped to zero well-being the health statistic anything below that will become a wound okay now depending on what card has has hit you so you've you've hit me with you know a, a queen of a queen of hearts or something like that and it's damaged me five below what my my well-being would be i would have a, a wound value of five in hearts in whatever sphere we were playing in let's say it's physical so any skill that is is linked to the hearts in that physical sphere, I can't use now. I can't use it. So you, you, you've been specking them to, you know, have hearts and spades and clubs and diamonds. But anything, like if you're trying to use a heart in a physical sphere and you've got a wound in it, you're in trouble because you, you're only going to be able to use the the suit value. So spades are one, uh, hearts are two, clubs are three, diamonds are four, and then there'll be a triumph suit within that so the triumph suit for warriors is clubs so still it's not going to help you so if you're trying to use a heart in any kind of physical sphere while you've got a a wound you're you're in trouble you're going to be like hitting three like uh, other than you know 10 you know so there are once you've once you finish the scene and you're into rp there are interlude actions that you get regardless if you pass or fail uh, you get one if you fail, you get two if you pass. But really, if you've got a wound, the first thing you're going to want to be doing is trying to reduce that wound because you, you, you've you've lost 13 cards in your hand straight away. Like You're, you're in trouble yeah, at this point. Yeah. And if those wounds reach a certain value, which is 13 to start with, that character has to retire. Oh, wow. Okay? Wow. With the warrior, that, that, that wound limit starts to increase. So it goes to 15, then 17, then 19, okay. then 21. Okay, so that's yeah. specifically for the warrior. Yeah, yeah. Um, the philosopher, which is the mental archetype, they get to use more, um, more of their cards for their skills. Okay, so if they're not trained in a skill, meaning that they don't have the corresponding uh, suit in that specific skill, for example, you know, mental agility, they need to think fast and they don't have anything in that. Again, they're going to have to use the the, the value of the suit. Uh, but if it is trained, then they can use, you know, the heart to do that. It starts to open up the amount of cards they can use for the suit as they go down through 5, 10, 15, and 20. And then for the for the leader, that is specifically for the flares. So flares are, are focused 
um, more narrow uses of a skill. So for mental agility, let's say we've created a, 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 a flare called um, quick thinking, for example. Um, but there's, there's, no, let's do something else rather than um, social presence. For example, so like like strikingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have a flair called strikingly beautiful, and if they can go, I'd like to use my strikingly beautiful flair in this situation. There will be levels which you will be able to 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 get through um, through the system, which you get through f- actually failing um, in these in these things. You you level up skills through failure. Basically, so you could start re- really. It's going to be a lot easier to to increase your skill level at the start at the start as, but as you get harder. more and more and then it's going to start to plateau yeah, at some okay, point okay um so that they they will have more access to flares hmm. so you you start with uh three to begin with um across all spheres but the the, the leader archetype will gain more and more like specific uses of flares going through that uh the alchemist archetype so that's the diamond and there that's more of a balanced archetype um reserved for the alchemist should the players so wish to do that basically throughout this whole book we just go look this is what we say but we're not actually telling you what to do if you want to if you all want to be alchemist you, you you play a you know you play with that archetype sheet that works on the assets so these are these are items which can really turn the tide um and that works off your your order card so we all roll initiative in games, don't we? Who's going to go first? Um, in this, we sort of draw from a communal pile. Highest card goes first. Um, if that, um, if the suit matches um, the slot of the, the of the equipment, you can use it, and you can use another card on top of that. So you can really get a, a, quite a big sort of jump from sort of ten up to I don't know twenty. If you're going to really use a lot of cards to really like you know, batter a robot or something like that. If you really need to make some, like some real, real, real thing happen. Yeah. Then you can use your asset, but these have a, a very small amount of uses, mm. you know, up to like, it's, it's one to four. Once they're done, they can be taken off of you. Um, if you lose and things like that, and these are sort of like, these are like your Hail Marys mm. basically. And that they, they will, um, the, the alchemist will be able to have permanent assets so they can keep using these and just batter the the players. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now I I really want to play and make a character. You, you, you I really me. want to make a character in yours. So I think what we should do, Walthalian. <laughs> I think I think we should do we we should do like a um what what do you call it for an exchange? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be foreign exchange students in each other's games. <laughs> once once we complete honestly once we've completed Streets of Mir, I'm I want to run I want to run. What originally was Dark Star, which is now called Dark Light, it's a science fantasy, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd love you to come along, Arthurian. Okay. Please come I, along I, if I you would, want to be a, if you want to be a guest, if you want to be sort of a semi guest. I whatever, would very much. Come along. Uh, if it's science fantasy, I'm all for it. You know, I, I love this. I am good for it. Okay, uh, for sure. We're, and if I join your definitely. game, I can't be a cat because you've already got Marmaduke Knight. Hey, no, so you, you can be whatever else. you want, okay? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to I'm gonna have to branch out. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll have to out to something else. Maybe we'll 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 see if maybe your character can be like a part of Marmaduke's backstory and have like a little bit of a rivalry going on. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> oh, what if what if you made a character that's like a a pilot and then you you guys like do like full on a full on. Uh, uh, so you, so you beat bad enough people. that Liam's there and he's, he's thinking <laughs> about flying stuff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, have you got into that part no, in, in the podcast yet, Lee? I haven't. I'm really early on in it. Okay. Actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, wow. it it's definitely interesting. Once once the new age stuff starts coming along, Mar- Marmaduke and, mm-hmm. and Liam. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Okay. I think it's sold. Then we'll be foreign exchange students in each other's. Let, in each let, other's let's do games. it. We'll, we, I'm we, excited. We can. Uh, like I mean, I, I I am definitely down to start ma- making characters in in the in alchemy, and also mm-hmm. if Matt, if you if you need a guest star, I'll I'll, I'll come in and be a, a weirdo inside <laughs> inside the uh, inside the uh, the uh, all the all the little, the little be, things that you're doing. Be be one of Calthar's. Be one of Calthar's other robot bodies. Please <laughs> please come along for dark. Please come along for Darklight. Yes, I'd, I'd love to have you in Darklight. Yes, Arthurian. that'd be I, fantastic. I'd I'd love to be in it. All right. Well, um, also wait. What one other thing, Matt? You're also making you're you're also making a rules light version of the alchemy, right? It, I I remember you yeah. saying something about that. That's making rules light versions and one pages of everything. I mean, he's been <laughs> bit by this virus hard. Well, I'm gonna well, sit is... back for a while while he tells you about all of his projects that he's doing, which are all incredible, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Well, this is where he passed the bug on to me, yep. <laughs> where I was like, you know what would be really cool if we had like a one page version of alchemy, which we could put out there to get it out. And there. it would be to get it to get the idea out there, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, and that tends to happen. I remember when I started making my game, I, I gave the bug to my to my buddy and now he's making his own game and it's just like a an entire thing. <laughs> It is the most delicious, yeah. exciting, and dangerous mind virus that you can ever get. Like, if, if, have you guys been watching The Last of Us? <laughs> I have. Like no, just I'm all familiar, giving each other those, it. like, those little, like, like fucking tentacle kisses in <laughs> the game, and just like, giving each other the fucking virus. We've been giving each other fungus. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Only takes one thought, and you're like, I can, I can, I can maybe I can make a game. Maybe I can make it. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, well, the the one page that yeah. I made is basically the very very bare bones engine that Lee made. But I think I took away the flares and I took away. I think I I kind of shrunk all that down mm-hmm. just for brevity into just a skill thing. So and it is it's very elegant. I must say the the one pages is very a very very elegant game that you can just pick up. Now you, now you got to do it for reborn and power. Quite beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Because <laughs> no, I will. Because I will. He will. He'll do it. He's there. I I really <laughs> don't know how games. you would do that, but like I I love to see see it. <laughs> no, neither do I. I'll be honest. Neither do I. But what I what I've ended up doing off of doing that and then having the brainwave of oh, that's quite fun making it a one page let's mm. i mean let's just let's just see let's just make another one why not and let's just see what happens so yeah. that's that's where solar sailors came in mm-hmm. and 
I think I'm probably going to redraft Solar Sailors a little bit because I had so that was basically the the idea behind that was like a sci-fi sort of brigand sort of one page thing that you had options for you could be different kind of crews. Mm-hmm. There were different kind of I had like a, a grid of story prompts that people could use if they wanted to. I managed to fit that on one page. I had one page of law as well. Play tested that and it was okay. Mm. It needed a bit more here and there. I was really happy because the skill system, I had like five, basically like five skills, and it was the Sabre system. And it was like, yeah, that's fucking cool. <laughs> Sabre. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> that's one thing, isn't it? Acronyms. Oh, my yeah. God. Arthadian, did you ever put an acronym system into your skill system? Uh, my skill system used to be called the Diecast system because it's the only way that I could get six skills in that had a word in it. Well, I mean, acronyms, like, I have a lot of acronyms inside my stuff, but, like, not like... Oh, my God. I mean... So, so rip, rip, reborn in power, rip, like rest in peace. Mm. The whole concept of it is to be reborn in power after you die. And like, that's like the whole, you know, it's like, I I think you've touched on a really, a really relatable thing there in in the, in the game creator virus. is like making an acronym for your skill system. (laughs) Fuck you fall out with your special system. How dare you do this to us? How dare you put special in your skill system and make us all try and do it as well. Yeah. Well, I had it. I had it perfect. It was the same saber. I, you could spell it in the American way or the British way. Either way you've got saber and, it was just missing something. It just wasn't enough. So I had to add two more to it, which messed up the acronym. Mm. So what I've ended up with is BEAR, S-O-S, and that's the acronym. <laughs> now, so and that, I'm going to kind of – I'll come back to Solar Savers at some point because I'm kind of – I've sort of shelved it. For the moment, it's like I've play tested it. It was okay. Let's shelve it for a minute while I think about what to do with it. However, what's happened very recently? I think since the start of the new year, is I just made three more. <laughs> three. I don't know why. Yeah. So do we have the, gumshoe. So the first one I is don't... tentatively titled Gumshoe Spyglass. Mm-hmm. That's because the, it's like uh, that's like the the detective one. one. D- detective one. Yeah. 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 Which is. Like, fully action point-based, there's no dice in it. It's just you have these skills, they cost this much to use. So it's it's even more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I was have been tinkering with while we've been here, because I thought of a new rule and then I was trying to fit it on the one page, <laughs> was, um, was Starfighters, which oh, is the one that... The one that so we're delicious. most excited about. <laughs> it's so delicious. Okay. Yeah. Because Arthadian... There is so much customization. Oh, oh, oh. My God. oh. in one page? On a, on a oh. page. Oh, and you buy stuff and you make ships that are completely different. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so delicious. Yeah. Oh, you fun. level up by getting money so you can buy more stuff to add to your ship. Fantastic. You level up by getting um, money. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you, you're immediately yeah. thinking like 5,000 chorus coin in the future. <laughs> Like you're thinking, oh, right, I need to get this thing and then this thing, and then that's how I'm going to be real. Like, that's what I'm going to be. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. 
and you know, you start thinking, you start making builds, so, and it's just like, oh. So when when can I when can I join in these play tests? I, I want to join in these play tests. <laughs> I well, I because we haven't play tested any of them yet. I've yeah. just been like basically tinkering with them. Yeah. Like Carl and Lee last time we chatted before we made a video, I showed them Starfighters, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Let's make Starfighters," <laughs> and we did it in about five minutes. Yeah, we made a, we made a Starfighter in, in five minutes. We just looked. We just looked through the thing, and they were completely different. Mine, mine was just this really loud, annoying, like 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 fighter killer, huh. mm. and eventually would would eventually just sort of be like this sort of like lick based like star fighter, which would resurrect other fighters and just <laughs> make zombie like just make a like a crew of zombie fucking killing machines <laughs> and 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 carl's was was very very quiet very slow capital ship killer mm. you know and you could go that was delicious in like five minutes we were done oh my mm. gosh oh my gosh it's 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 great i just the the mechanic i added a stealth mechanic in there with the stealth score yeah but um so <laughs> it was a whole thing so the idea behind that is just it's like it's like you and a couple of people, you have a little squadron, you go out, you do missions, super quick. The the GM is the universe. Mm. It's just like quick, quick, bang, bang, bang. Get, get money, money, improve. Upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. And you can you can do a campaign in that, or you can just run little kind of episodic missions. Yeah. It's, it's uh yeah, I, I'm I'm quite pleased with that one, and we'll see where that one goes. All right, all right. I'm quite pleased with Gumshoe Spyglass as well. I need to try that one out, though. Yeah, yeah. The most recent one that I made is called is called Fireside. So the idea behind that is that one is very, very much a storytelling one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like but like, yeah, collaborative chat. storytelling. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because stories are told around the fireside. Yeah. Um, and that brought back in the bear SOS skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, again, system agnostic. Matt's, Matt's entire like uh, like like SRD is going to be bear SOS. <laughs> it's yeah, just oh, going to be for like all his one, his one page games. I spent two years with the diecast system. I spent two years. <laughs> I was not ready to let that acronym go, wow. and then I went. I don't need that seventh skill. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I need to let the acronym go, so I took it out the back and shot it. <laughs> well, what I did with with this one this time is the bear SOS skill because it's not bear SOS; it's bear SOS. <laughs> so I've added the exclamation mark into the acronym. Skills. <laughs> what does the exclamation mark do? <laughs> It's like a skill of your choice. <laughs> so that's like, so it's like, um, it's because it's system agnostic. Yeah. It could be like programming. Okay. Or it could be like uh, magic, or, or arcane. Yeah. Or yeah. something like that. Or okay. driving or something. Interesting. So, robbing. And then, <laughs> robbing. Yeah. Well, and, then, and that's run off um, D6s. But that's, so that's similar in that um, you are similar to alchemy, actually, in that you, Succeed, you level up by rolling a one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the idea with that is you have, like, I think w- when you do something, you roll three d6s mm-hmm. and you take the results of all of them. So if you get like a, a five. So six, six, two. 
Yeah, a six six two, let's say. Mm-hmm. So a six is like a yes and. So you mm-hmm. succeed and something happens. Something dope happens. Yeah. So like say you're in a bar fight. So you the guy goes to well, you you go to punch the guy, you uh-huh. succeed and you knock him flat. Okay. Then his his mate tries to come and tackle you and you succeed in dodging him and he flies into a table and knocks himself out. And then But the two, two. is a is a no because uh-huh. so right. yeah. But so but then you get hit uh-huh. by the third mate because you're because so Because I see this Bucks and Beauty on the yeah. other side of the bar. Because you get distracted. a chair over yeah. my head. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea is that the player would describe the yes and, yes and, no but. Ah. So it'd be, you have this great success and, so what that, do you do, basically? That's something that you've really woven into all of the games that I've seen you you run, actually, Matt. Like, whenever it comes to an epic success or epic failure, it is handed over to the player yeah. to mm. do this. Because more often than not, like, like Carl's very good at, at succeeding very well when we're fighting. Mm. Um, the amount of times he has bisected someone in Streets of Mir is countless. There, there, there are so many times that which he has bisected someone because it's like, how do you want to do it? <laughs> and now it's become more of a trope yep. than anything else that he now has to do this. <laughs> I'm going to bisect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going yeah. to bisect this person now. Of course you are. I think Gracchus has a sponsor somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like like a certain brand of a, a certain brand of broadsword is, is Yeah, yeah. It's got him in the streets of there. Absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Also, that that kind of thing, like when when you kind of give it to the players to describe what they're doing, it mm-hmm. it helps them with basically taking in certain certain uh, specific lessons and and ways in which the GM has to has to describe certain events from the actual NPC's perspective. Like if I'm if I'm describing if a a certain NPC is attacking you and they go to strike mm. your shoulder your shoulder blade or or mm-hmm. your or your stomach i have to describe that in order for you to kind of imagine where where it's happening or but mm. if i just say like yeah. oh you just you you took a hit like sometimes i'll be like oh yeah you took a hit uh, it, you, you took you took damage but it it's it is they more have fun. a responsibility don't they yeah, they have it, a responsibility to to add to this to the storytelling of of what's happening at that table. Yeah, I I, tip, mm. I typically save those descriptions for like after like a a round of certain certain uh, attack actions have been taken, mm. so that like like I can describe the full thing in like in full instead of having to describe it one t- every time someone makes an attack action and how much damage mm-hmm. it does every t- and 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 every like just basically every single every single turn that someone takes i i usually try to i usually try to take the entire description and like dis- describe it over the f- or over the flow of the entire com- combat encounter um, mm-hmm. but sometimes i'll 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 get lazy and be like yeah you you hit you, you're good <laughs> i don't need to describe it <laughs> next next but yeah uh i well is there anything else that you guys want to want to kind of discuss about alchemy 
your your one pages, Matt. Anything else? No, pretty much covered the one pages. <laughs> I no, I think I think in short, this more than a role playing system it is a storytelling system. Yes, um, yes. because the the most fun that I have had th- through my you know half a life of like over half my life of playing these games is, is just sort of the, the little bits that come out of these stories. Like I could, there'll be people that will wish me happy birthday and remind me to, to drink the blue drink and not the green drink. And there are two people in the world that know what that means, you know? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, we can, we can say Tallahassee, me and Matt and Carl can talk about Tallahassee and remember th- these kind of things. Like we, we, like as humans, we love stories. Like this is how we like we've always been doing this since the fireside. Since people made fire, we've been telling stories. Yeah, yeah. And what what was once you know a, a, a skin over uh, Dungeons and Dragons has turned into a re- like a, a system that I'm really really proud of, and a system that can be used for pr- like bloody anything. We've we've played westerns, we've played urban fantasy. We've played sort of post-apocalyptic. We've played sci-fi and things like that. And I think it's something that we're all really, really proud of. It's taken me so bloody long to do it. I think because I've, I, I've wanted it to be right, but it's not up to me to make your stories right. So I've really stripped it back. So it's handed over to the people that play this game now to to make these stories and i just hope that once this comes out which won't be too long because we need to finish off streets of mir now that the the ogl debacle has taken us away from 5e like alchemy is a go now and once this comes out i, I hope anyone that picks it up um just just gets these moments that i've had out of, out of role-playing games and i hope it helps you you know like make these stories and make these moments where you can think five, 10 years down the line of this silly little thing with your friends and, and just, and just have a laugh about it because what else is there in life, you know? Well, that, and I, very excited to come into, into, into your world and, <laughs> and perhaps not be a roguish cat and to bring you into our world as well. That would be and, fun. Um, and, and be, and be foreign exchange students. Very, very excited for this, um, for this. Yes, uh, absolutely. Thank uh, you for having us. Of course, of course. This was this was really fun. I, I, I we gotta keep we gotta keep doing this. We got we gotta have like uh, like Carl on as well, and then like we we, we gotta like uh-huh. have like full on conversations. Continue, continue. I, I guess being foreign foreign exchange students, <laughs> the start of a beautiful foreign exchange student friendship. Absolutely, yes. yes. Wait till Carl gets the bug. <laughs> now we all have well, the bug. He does though. He does. What? So what? Carl does. He doesn't create systems. Carl creates worlds. Oh, mm. maybe I should Carl have him. Really, he... really gets into worlds. So. Luckily, once this system comes out and we can start making, you know, like supplemental material, yeah. where it's like new rules yeah. and new worlds and things, we just need to just go, right, Carl, we need like a like a fantasy world. Yeah. And he'll yeah. make maps and, and think like, like, the, um, like there's one game that I know he wants us to play. It's like a fantasy game and he's got mm. the map for it and there's like these five different places and he'll, he'll talk through it and he will talk for ages and he's so passionate about the worlds he creates so he's got the bug he's just got a different variant from all of us i think the thing you is know, that i have both of those bugs variant. we got the system agnostic <laughs> bug arthadian 
got the like the genre specific bug. Yeah, yeah. Carl got the world bug. You yeah. know. Okay. Well, then we're gonna need yeah. to all like come together and and make some cool stuff out of all of our all, all of our stuff together. And that's the bug talking there, Arthadian. I know. That's the bug talking it's... there. Let's all make a game together. Let's do it. No. all right well thank you all for for listening to our conversation this is a really fun one and uh if you haven't yet check out the the new age campaign where marmaduke nine is over there uh it being being an interesting fella (laughs) Uh, with with his mustache you know he he has his mustache and maybe maybe in the future some some guest stars might come come into, into the picture so we'll, we'll see uh, thank you all for listening and if death comes to you may you be reborn in power thank you for listening to this dive into alchemy you can check out more at the alchemy lab youtube channel as matt and lee explore the system into deeper details there and have their own tabletop rpg adventures if you like what you're hearing and want to support you can subscribe at arthadiananthologies.com slash subscribe. A link will be found at the show notes below. As always, be safe, stay safe, and if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power.